Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to number 35 of the Whatnots Reactor Core. Today, we are doing our reactions to Loki Episode 4. I'm excited to dive into this one. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa. Hello. How's it going? I'm doing pretty fine today, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm in a good mood. I, I don't really nice. have a particular reason why, but I'm just like, I'm feeling good. It's a good day. It might be that Loki was phenomenal. Yeah. But, uh, this is a very yeah, strong I'm, one. I am feeling good. Uh, real quick, before we dive in uh, to all of the Loki goodness, I want to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 <laughs> tier and above. So thank you, Sam, so much for Thanks, helping us out and supporting us. It means a lot. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I guess I also just want to shout out that we are covering the Netflix show Dark. Uh, on yes. the review show, uh, which is all about time travel and stuff like that. So if you like the mm -hmm. time travel stuff that is in Loki, maybe go watch Dark. Uh, very different tone, but still time yeah. travel shenanigans that I think you would You, you, would you do enjoy. get uh, at least some characters have up to three versions of themselves from different timelines and universes. So there, there you enjoy go. that. <laughs> Lots of lots of good time travel shenanigans. But Melissa, let's yes. kick it off with Loki number four. Uh, I'm ready. I, I thought this one was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. This one, like I'm giddy with like how I was like, ah, this is great. <laughs> I love this one. Um, yeah, I think last week I don't want to say I was disappointed with what we got, but it was just a slower pace in my opinion. Yeah. It was maybe the worst of the ones that we had gotten so far. Um, worst is a very relative term. Right. Yeah, it was not bad, but it was just like of the three we've gotten, yeah. I liked that one the least. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I loved this one. This is the, the kind of of like suspense and th thriller that i that i like i like this stuff a lot what did you think mm. of number four I, this had a lot of different emotions in it and some very fun surprises fun twists uh, this got us a little bit farther than i thought we might have been in this episode we were talking at, yeah. uh, about last week's episode that just ends with loki and sylvie moored on this planet and we thought what's the next episode is it just them journeying back through space yeah. to get the tva we spent so much time on stuff in this episode i didn't think we'd get to yet which was great was, and i got a shout out one particular little detail maybe missed you know not missed but like kind of left behind in the conversation because more important things are happening but a moment of personal joy for me we have the mcu's first canonical mention of vampires <laughs> Uh, actually, it was I mentioned know, in Thor I Ragnarok. I know, but in a joke way. This is kind of also in a joke <laughs> way, but it gives more serious implications. Sure, like, yes, I, this, I will give you that. This proves to us that a vampire has happened. The people have interacted with vampires. When Korg yes, references a vampire, it's like, it's an offhand like joke about like a thing you've yeah. heard of. Right, yes. This Agreed. is progress, Agreed. Kyle. 
We're I making think. progress towards vampires. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah, we did have that. That was exciting to hear them mention, mention that because we haven't heard anything about Blade yet. We know yeah. it's coming. We know Mahershala Ali is playing him, but that's it. That's all we know. Mm -hmm. So that was that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually have a couple notes that I wrote down with this. I have six notes questions slash things okay. to, to like maybe keep in, in mind here. So the, the, the first thing that I want to bring up is actually something they didn't talk about in this uh, in this particular one, which is why I'm bringing it up. What okay. happened to the bombed timeline? The sacred timeline got bombed and it, yeah. it was like, well, this is the multiverse of madness. What is happening here? <laughs> and then in this one, they Correct. showed the p p p picture of the sacred t timeline and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. It was just like, uh, <laughs> what? what? That was it? She did this whole big thing I don't know. for nothing. We don't, we don't know that the timeline is fine. We just know that we're looking at a different diagram than they were showing us at the end of episode two. Yeah, there's I don't, that. Yeah, but it's I'm just not like... clear on that. I'd have, I'd have to watch it again if it's like this is truly irreparable damage or this is just a nightmare for our employees. We could get it done. But everyone's going to be working around the clock, and it's just incredibly difficult for us to do. Yeah, which I, I, I think is more of what it should be of just like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare mm. to fix all of yeah. the stuff. Because I, I think they explained it that like it has to the, the diverging timelines has to reach a certain point for it to stick mm. and be like, well, yeah. we're screwed now. So if they, if they can get out there and fix it before that happens, they can stop all of the hot stuff. But we don't check in with that. And there is no mention of like, I've been here for 48 hours straight, just going into mm. like all these things and fixing them. And yeah. you don't, there's no mention of, of that. And the next, yeah, the, the, the next time that we see that, that, uh, that TV with the, the sacred timeline, uh, there's that one timeline branching off when, uh, Loki and Sylvie are on, uh, what's the name Lamentis. of that one again? Lamentis. Lamentis right. one. I was about to be Lamaris? No. Um, Lamentis. When when they touch and it seems like they have this like emotional connection and uh, uh, understanding there. And that one was like skyrocketing like straight up instead of like, well, it's kind of <laughs> meandering and stuff. It was just like, mm. it's going up there. Yeah, this is definitely a problem. And that was the only branching timeline on there. But we don't so, know, like, we, we just don't know how that diagram works, Kyle. Maybe, like, we saw in the end of episode two, all those branches spout oh, off at do. once. Maybe we don't see them because we've moved past that. Like, that Maybe line, that horizontal in. line. Sure, yeah. Right, it's a different horizontal line. They just scrubbed forward. I, yeah, but, like, you can, like... As much as you can say that, you can also say that that's not it. So it's just like we, 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 we don't know from what they've shown us. Sure. It's just, yeah, something happened. They must have cleaned them all up. But, man, 
I would have liked to know more about that because I I could have sworn that would have at least been like two or three of them that like made it all the way. And it's like, well, now we're we're stuck with this one where everyone is zombies and this one where everyone (laughs) is vampires. Right. Like (laughs) we'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure we'll check back in with like just operations at the TVA briefly. I don't know where where Casey is. I hope we get to see a little bit more of that in the next two episodes before the show ends. Some more Casey, yeah. Mm. More Casey to make an appearance there. All right, so enough of that one. That one's in the past. This yeah. the the title of this one, I believe, is called Nexus Event or, or like the Nexus Event. Um, yes. And from what we can tell from the context of this, they're talking about Sylvie's Nexus event. And the mm. question is, what is her Nexus event? And they never mm. really say what it is. Do, do, do you have thoughts or theories as to what it might be? Because what we see <laughs> is the... TVA employees coming to kidnap Sylvie when she's young, when she's just a mm. child and she's just playing with some toys. She makes mention of the Valkyries and people are speculating with stuff with that. Mm-hmm. But we, we don't really know what she did. And when she finally asked, they're just like, we don't remember. I, which I like. I like that she asked that of Ravona, and Ravona says, "I don't remember." Not in, and not in a way where it seems like she's hiding something. Ravona is hiding many things, but it doesn't seem like that's it. It seems like maybe she legit doesn't remember because right. the why is not important. It's just the what of how you do your job, how you serve the TVA. The timekeepers say, "Go down there and and prune that thing." You don't ask what it is. You just do it. So the reasoning behind it is just seems like it, it, that's insignificant. What is significant to her is that there is uh, an aberration that needs to be resolved. And I have a job I need to finish. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's it could, we also know that time works differently in the TVA. Mm-hmm. And I think we actually got a good visual of that in this one this is at least the first time that i've noticed it Mm. but in the in like the interrogation room there where you see loki uh and mobius heading there the sun is moving really fast like on 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 his thing but then uh, you can explain it's like oh they did multiple shoots and stuff like that and they're just taking that take but in when like the camera will stick on on him and you'll see it like move and change and then when it shows him again the sun is in a different spot and all that stuff so it's just like it kind of reinforces that that just like she could have been doing this for like a hundred something years if not more we don't know uh Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's interesting to think i i i think it's something that she hasn't done yet that's my thought that because yeah. the, the, we do have this big old timey wimey time loop thing that I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it is her killing the time lords or uh, like something else. Right. It could be something that she does down the road that they then whether it's the TVA or it's the Loki we know that is like, hey, we need to make sure we stop her. 
uh, oh. and then set like back in time, set, like sends them. You need to go get get her when she's young and just nip it in the bud there. But that's also then what like sets her on the path. And so it, it is. It, yeah, it's just who who knows. Yeah, and I even heard a, a theory today on new rock stars that maybe it's not about anything particular she would have done. Whoever's giving out these orders is like, just collect every Loki. And maybe they never came for, for the Loki that we've known in previous movies because it's like, oh, that one's yeah. totally doomed. Like, maybe he's the most doomed of all of them. And it's like, oh, that one's fine. But all these other <laughs> ones, just grab them all. Just get every Loki. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, new rock stars, I watched their their thing too, and I definitely mm-hmm. got very ha- happy when they mentioned the bootstrap paradox because I was like, yeah. I was going to mention that on today's episode right. on our thing because they explain it in Dark, which I mentioned at the start. Yeah. Which you guys should go watch and go check Big deal out. in Dark. Yeah, and so I, I, I think that may be also what's happening with the timekeepers too. Two. That's my theory. Is that yes, they were made farther in the future and then sent back in time to to appear as if they've always been there uh, and mm. stuff like that. So we'll see. But yeah, it's this idea that something from the future goes back in time to kind of uh, not undo its origin but like if i take my phone back in time and then they want to reverse engineer that it's like well then the origin of my phone changes but so how did i get my phone in the future if i did you know so it is this like the snake eats its own tail exactly gobble gobble yum yum its tail yeah uh fruit salad yummy yummy as as, as they say right (laughs) (laughs) snake tail yummy yummy um so so yeah i i i think that's an interesting thing i think that might be still something that might come up in the final two of what is this nexus event that that started yeah her or started this whole this whole thing so something something to think about and keep an eye on We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. Next uh, question. Where do people go after they get pruned? 
Exactly. We had big movements in this episode. They prune poor innocent Mobius, who's who figures out, you know, after after Loki keys him into this, and after he steals Ravona's little uh steals her tempad and looks at the like FMV looking footage about pruning uh C twenty. Yeah. He figures out we are all variants. He's like, I had a life once. I had a family. I had a jet ski, probably. She just hasn't pruned immediately. It's very tragic. It's like, we're going to see him again, right? We're going to see all these people again. Like, that character is definitely well, too big to be removed here in episode four. Well, that's the thing. It's so sudden that it is a shock that, like, when it happens, it's like, no! Like, I, I, I don't want that to happen right now. Like, that really sucks. And it has, it has a very strong emotional reaction that yeah. if this is the last we saw of him like i would be heart broken like like, i mean one yeah it would it would suck to not get to see more of of him but that is i I guess i'm trying to say because of the strong reaction i I had like i'm yeah in a sense satisfied like it's not it's not Mm. something that i didn't care about or i was like all right all right fine it was just like what no yeah i I don't want that um sure yeah, but up until that point, we we like right. We still we we don't know exactly what it means to get pruned. We don't yeah, know what happened. Do they go seemed... somewhere? Are they dead? Dead? Are are they? What's exactly? What's happening? It it has seemed fatal, but Loki is pruned, and we see him wake up in what looks like a post apocalyptic version of. What if the events of Avengers, the first movie, uh, went awry? New York's destroyed. He's there and he meets these alternate Lokis, which we got to get to. But is that something unique to him? Or is that what happens to everybody? Did did Owen Wilson go somewhere? Where's Mobius? Is Is he just on a beautiful beach? Post-apocalyptic. And we just haven't in the jet ski district. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when everyone got dusted at the end of Infinity War, it's like they're not dead. You know, when Peter Parker comes back, it seems like they were somewhere. They had some sort of a consciousness. Yeah, I think that opens up a bigger debate, though, because I, I, I don't know how much the MCU really wanted to get into the, the there's an afterlife just that's, yet. Right. No, that's fine. I understand. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly where everyone dusted to it's something i'm curious about but i understand if they're like we're not getting into all that just accept that they kind of went away and then they're back but the fact that we have that scenario where you think somebody's dead and they're really not and we've got another scenario perhaps like i don't know i'm just noticing parallels where it's like that seems fatal oh no i guess it's not i guess you're in a limbo somewhere it's also just comics like that, that's yeah. just like they've died like 20 or 30 times. And that's what Loki says. He, right? He's like, I've died many times. Do your worst. Blah, blah, blah. You, you know? But then how many times do you go to like a cosmic waiting room to, right? to maybe be rejuvenated? Does, does he need to do what he did at the TVA where he has to walk in and out of the right. big long things? <laughs> he, has to, he has to go see Juno, his caseworker. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it, it's an interesting question. The only, I, I mean, I did, we can really only guess that they disappear 
we we don't really yeah. know if it actually kills them um but yeah loki is the first one that we see wake up on the other end so we don't know if this is what happens when they get pruned or mm. was this at the last second he somehow got teleported out of there or magicked out of there or yeah. where along the lines he got picked up there mm. um and yeah so we just we don't know because the other thing could be that it resets them because that that's what a lot of their technology does so wouldn't this reset him to their original timeline would mobius be back on his jet ski would would we don't know but we don't know neat neat to to think about yeah and i do you want to talk about those alternate Oh, do you want to talk about those alternate Lokis? Sure, let's go for it. We got... <laughs> it was teased that Richard E. Grant had signed on to a Marvel project. It, it was thoroughly an believed he was going to be in Loki. Role. Yeah, perhaps as an older Loki, perhaps as like, you know, whoever the, the man behind the curtain is you know, pulling the strings of the TVA, perhaps he's a, a he who remains. But it was very fun to get to see him as, yeah. as classic Loki comic book drawing loki with his like bright yellow leggings Green and yellow, it's yeah. so fun it's the goofiest looking outfit to put on such a, a serious sinister actor and i really look forward to seeing more of that absolutely um yeah so we got to see classic loki uh which is what he was in the credits mm-hmm. as boastful loki uh which looked like he was a little bit more of a fighter uh maybe a little yeah. more braggadocious more like thor because he also did have a, right. a, a hammer um he was holding a hammer i wasn't even clear because i think he, he wasn't wearing like horns like the other ones were and i'm like is this like one rogue thor who you know is taken up with this band or is this an alternate loki be, who just where they're takes switched. after thor yeah. yeah. Uh and then we also got Kid Loki, which Fun. if you're keeping track is another member of the Young Avengers that we have seen <laughs> in these shows. <laughs> we we've seen right. like six of them now. So uh they are they are still setting those building blocks up. Um and then and, is, and he's uh, Alligator Loki? He also an, I don't what? I don't know if it's like, a pet he's, or he's an alligator with little little horns it's great horns uh in the of comics all the animals we... to be an an alligator is such an excellent choice alligators underutilized absolutely uh in the comics we do get a f- f- a frog thor uh where he gets true turned into a frog uh so yeah this might be a variant of loki it might be kid loki's pet and he just happens to have like i'm gonna put a little hat on you you know uh yeah so they pruned me know. and my pet too yeah. <laughs> but what's like is, a wicked witch what do you think is going on here in this uh post-apocalyptic new york with all of these loki's i don't know i i wonder if there's other people in that city besides loki or if it's just like a a, a, a hellstorm, it's just like this little <laughs> this little hell loop, this limbo of exclusively Loki's in a decimated New York City. 
Mm-hmm. It, like the town is only them wandering around the streets, just riding the Ferris wheel at Coney Island alone. Yeah. I don't know. Both, all options now, are good. Let me ask you this. Did the three variant Lokis that we saw at the end of this, do, do you, did you get a vibe off of them that said they were evil? Did you get a vibe off of them that said they were good? Or oh, I don't know. We, we saw them for like three heckin' seconds. They didn't uh, really say I mean, anything. Pro- right, and they're probably about the same as all the Lokis. A little bit of both. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do. Yeah, because Loki has such a wide variety of, of moods that he could be yeah. in, right? Where he... <laughs> does want to be helpful and be like, yeah, I will fight on the good side with you and alongside Thor and stuff. And then there is, he's like, you know, I kind of want to take over New York and kill millions of people and, and stuff like that. He has all sorts of stuff. So I'm wondering if classic Loki is maybe also a little bit more, uh, not ju- just his costume, but is more of like, I'm going to end up being a bad guy here uh, mm. i am the classic villain loki but i also didn't get that vibe off of them it seemed like it seemed like they were more on the side of good or well not necessarily that but on 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 their own side against the timekeepers uh or whoever yes. is behind the curtain of the timekeepers there and i know a lot of Theories are out there with Kang the Conqueror. If Kang mm. is, in fact, the one behind the timekeepers and, and he is, like, trying to manipulate this timeline to be the perfect timeline for him, then uh-huh. Loki and all of his chaos and mischief and stuff like that would be a big threat to that. Uh, so, yeah, if he can start getting rid of all of these Lokis... Or if these Lokis can like band together and mm. uh, like start fighting back or creating enough <laughs> chaos that Kang cannot have his his like his curated timeline, then maybe Kang won't be a, th- a threat. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, so th- mm. that's that's k- kind of what I'm hoping for and leaning for is like m- maybe they are fighting against Kang. That Loki is getting his rival that he can shake his fist at and be like, damn you, Kang! It was exciting that we got to see the timekeepers in some form in this episode. I think that was a fun twist that we go to what looks like, and again, in a very Wizard of Oz fashion, we go to what looks like they could legitimately be them. And I did. I was thinking in the back of my head, how disappointed are we going to be if like the cartoon is true? And like, no, that just is it. We'd be lying about other things. But no, there's three real timekeepers. They look like that. They do what the cartoon says they do. They do. That Just go into this foggy temple room with it them and like these laser tags room they were like yeah. uh hey planet play can can we uh rent out your not your enough facility neon. For a week? <laughs> it's it's more like where billy billy batson goes to become shazam where sure, jaima yeah. hansu's got all those statues <laughs> i thought it was really fun to see them 
And I like that they just threw a knife at one of them and, and his head popped off. He got so he called him an android, an android, yep. which indicates that they have maybe their own sort of uh, consciousness, like they're self-controlled. I was really hoping uh, for the MCU's first animatronic. I love an animatronic. I would love if this was real Wizard of Oz style. And then they just like look past the fog in a shadowy corner. And there's like a guy there at a control panel. I love stuff like that. Uh, So I I actually looked this up because I heard an interesting theory about the mention of them being androids. and. Yeah, it it uh, because they they were like, well, Nebula is an android, and in Endgame, she was able to kind of keep track and like remember all of the timeline shenanigans and stuff like that. So maybe they said that for a reason. However, last thing I'll 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 say is that the definition of of a question. The d- d- definition of an android is a robot with a human appearance. Exactly. Nebula is a cyborg. Yeah. So there, 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 there is that. There, there, there is. It, it, it's just this, I, the, I, the idea of calling them an android. I think at the end of the day, really d- doesn't have a significance. It's it's a slightly fancier word than robot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we put some thought into this. We'll call it an I, android. <laughs> I was here hoping it was like a great moments with Mr. Lincoln. They, they've just entered like a, a theme park attraction. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the timekeepers are robots. They're robots. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, it, it, it does feel very Wizard of Oz. Uh, when they when they when they do Snoke the one dude and they do ch- ch- chop yeah. him in, in half and his head <laughs> falls off the this two did have real back. Snoked vibes. What, did just like the two of them? I was expecting them to like fight back to back, and one of them throws their weapon to the other, and they like twirl around in slow motion, and then just demolish yeah. all these guys together. They, real Last Jedi. They 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 almost did, but when when that happens, the two remaining ones look back and then start to laugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great! <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I love I love the concept that the timekeepers are not friends with each other. <laughs> they don't I, like each other. I I like that, but they're like as 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 jovial as that laughter was. There's like this sinister twinge behind it that is just like this. <laughs> you fools! You guys thought these were real? Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, we still, I, there's, there's someone behind them. There's a man there behind is. the cu- there. There absolutely curtain. is. And yeah, I, I, I'm expecting Kang the Conqueror to step out and that be the actual thing there i'm i'm wondering if the pen with the high school name is is gonna be something i'm wondering if renslayer has a family with kang and she somehow got looped in in there and all that stuff who knows i yeah it's just i'm there has to be someone behind there but we don't know who it is yeah yes (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there 
Uh, another important reveal for me in this episode is that the theremin music is diegetic. Uh, that's music Renslayer is it playing in yeah. her office. It's not just part of the soundtrack. Delightful. Happy to know she's a, a fan of theremin. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, man, I loved this one. I, I had a blast. Um, yeah. This, I, I think, I, I think why this show is working for me and why this one in particular was like, this is top, top tier MCU. Mm. I love this. Uh, for, for me was, I, I, we've mentioned, I feel like they finally have their, their feet underneath them of like, okay, now we know kind of how to make a TV show and pace it out and do all of that stuff uh, as, a, as opposed to movies but Mm. this one also isn't relying on like big cgi effects whether it be magic fights or big action there has been some right we we didn't see the one from last week but this show really revolves around the emotional impact and the Mm. conversations that the characters are having the, the the scene when Hunter B something something I don't remember B fifteen yeah when when she t- t- takes Sylvie back to the rocks cart uh to be like something is up here what did you do to me and she explains it and we don't get to see what her reality is but you just yeah. get to see her like reacting to the stuff that's going on in her head when she finally realizes that she had her life she maybe had a family or something we don't know what that was great Mm -hmm. that was an amazing scene and it's stuff like that i'm just like give me more of that i want the emotional moments i want the beats that 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 really get me involved in these characters because then once you finally do that big fight scene or you do young avengers or who knows what then it's going to be like man this is awesome i'm invested i know all these characters Mm. i love them i i care and yeah i think that's what this show this show is so it 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 excels on many things including just great one-on-one conversations uh, something we have yet to hit on. How do you feel about Loki and Sylvie being romantically linked? It seems like because in the last episode, like they're they're definitely bonding with each other, but I it didn't encounter. I didn't think about it in a romantic sense. But that's how Mobius sees it, and it, it feels like I'm watching this. I've been watching the show, and I'm like, I, people in the audience ship this for sure. But then you get to this episode and it's like, oh, the show ships this too? Interesting. I don't like it, but it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. (laughs) Understandable. It's because, yeah, the the idea is, holy shit, you are so egotistical. The only person you could fall in love with is yourself. And it's just like. (laughs) Yeah, that yeah, that's Loki. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like, uh, so uh, yeah, I I I don't like it because yeah, it does feel a little bit incestuous. But 
I, I, I don't know. Like, I, it, it makes sense. I know there's theories going around out there that maybe uh, Frega, or I, I don't know, I don't remember how you say her name, uh, is, is maybe not her mom. And maybe there, so it, like she might have a little bit different DNA. She's not exactly mm. like a one for one. You have the same DNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we we don't know exactly, but yeah, don't like it, but it's brilliant. <laughs> right. I think it's an interesting turn to take because it is such a such a fan fiction-y thing to do, which I don't mean to sound disparaging about, but I don't think I've ever seen like a, a mainstream canonical text be like, yes, he falls in love with the alternate universe version of himself. I kind of admire how bold it is. And Tom Hiddleston sells the emotion of it very well. Like yeah. when he yeah. seems like he's about to say maybe that he, he loves Sylvie or he's about or to confess to something. Her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's I, I feel very emotionally attached during that scene between the two of them. They're, yeah. They have great chemistry. However, the show decides to use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Man, two more left. And in between that, Black Widow is is coming out real soon. Yeah, here. yeah, I, I right know. between five and six. Yeah, I know reviews are starting to c- c- come out. I've not really looked at, at much of them yet. I'm trying to go right, in as blind like, as I c- c- I can. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I'm excited for all of this stuff. Lots of Marvel stuff coming back. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Feels it's a good, good time to be alive. Indeed. Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, you guys can follow us on Twitter at The Whatnots. Uh, so go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. That wraps us up for this week for our reactions to Loki number four. Next week, we will be back with more Loki. And uh, I'm assuming we're going to do our reactions to Black Widow when that for sure c- c- comes out. So be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up this one. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.